This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Um, it's Tuesday night, 9.30. Normally we will start the Shem at 9 o'clock. It used to be an 11 o'clock Shem, we changed it to 9 o'clock. It's also going to be a little bit different. Um, it used to be a Chumash Shem, mostly Pasha Shavua. It's going to be Kabayasha. I'd like to learn throughout the whole Kabayasha, make a CM on it. So we're going to do Kabayasha. Um, and we're also going to learn... Um, Toma Devora, so it's sort of a little bit deep, a little bit Kabbalistic, the whole Shir. Um, very important to Kabayasha to start now that it's Shavivim. So um, I think we'll start with the Kabayasha. Perak Aleph, we hope to finish all 102 Prakim. It's going to take us a while, and then we'll make a big scene. So everyone's invited to Or Yitzhak on East 15th and Avenue L, 9 o'clock every Tuesday night, Emet Hashem. Actually, except for next Tuesday night. Next Tuesday night, we will not be here. We met Shem after that. We will be here. Um, okay. So, um, the Kabayasha. Let's get a little two minutes of history. Um, let's get a little two minutes of history on the Kabayasha. So, the Kabayasha was written by Rav Tzvi Hirsch Kadanavar. Um, it was published in 1705. So, that's uh, 313 years ago. Um, it has 102 chapters. Kav Kufvav Vez has 102 chapters. Um, it's a numerical value of Tzvi. His name was Rav Tzvi Hirsch. Tzvi, Sadik Vez Yud equals 102. Um, and there's 102, 102 chapters. He was born, Rav Tzvi Hirsch Kadanever was born in Vilna. Um, and then in 1655, his house was destroyed. His sisters were killed. Uh, it was a very, very bad time um, in Europe. They had all the massacres and the pogroms. And um, he wrote that in the middle to give everybody um, give everybody chizik. It says that the Chida, um, who was born in 1714, 12 years after Rav Kadanava passed away, that um, mentioned the Kaviyosha, and I've seen it many times in his forum, Rav Yaakov Kuli, who wrote the Yalkut Me'am Loyez, also quotes him very, very often. A um, lot of, a lot of big, big tzaddikim, Rav Shmuel Elbaz, uh, the Goyen of Ostrovoza, the Koshen Zemage, the Chassam Seifer, uh, the Noyim Elimelech. So this is a very, 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 very famous Seifer. I, I believe that he lost all his other Svarim. Let me, let me take a look to see what it says. Um, I think he lost all his Sfarim were destroyed. Um, let's see. I did not compose this work for the sake of my glory, he writes, nor to acquire a crown for myself. My only intention um, in the time of my poverty and affliction was to soothe my soul by benefiting the public. Um, I think he was trying to um, he was trying to sell this for him. Um, and he writes, they came out against him shamelessly. His assailants attacked him. Um, they really, I think they took away all his farm. But he had left this Kavayasha. And um, I think that's all he had left. And he says that he began printing this work. He didn't own a penny. When Hashem came to my aid, I have completed part one at that point, at that half of it. 51. Now my prayer is to Lord, uh, he grant me the being able to part two, which he did, and he writes, 
Therefore, hurry, do not begrudge a small sum that it costs to purchase this powerful. He said, anyone who fulfills the words of this book merit witnessing the rebuilding of of uh, Yerushalayim and the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. All right, let's start. Tarek Hashem Bechachma Yosir Aret. Hashem created with wisdom the earth. Kainen Shemayim Bisvuna. He created the world with understanding. This pastor comes to tell us, What's the Ikka that God gave us wisdom, brains to use for wisdom, to use for the right things? To create things that have a toelas. How do you say toelas in English? A purpose. Right. That's why a chacham should be proud. If he uses his chachma to create, to learn taira, to create good things, to help his neshama, which is created, carved out underneath God's throne. And Hashem puts his holy soul into a body that's formed from clay. In order to jewel yourself, put jewels on the Torah and the mitzvahs on this body of clay. And to return the dies, And he comes back to the next world that he should come back much richer than when he got here. And richer means with Torah and mitzvahs and chesed. If you use your wisdom to create things that don't have a toeles, the internet, all this stuff that we're creating, huh? all this technology and machinery and everything that's used to watch things we shouldn't and to unless and how, all this stuff that's not normal. Somebody called me today and they were like, there's someone on now Facebook on other other medium, and she's doing terrible things, and you need to go and, and shut her down. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Instagram. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Go, what do you, mean you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I don't have Instagram. I have a flip phone. I don't know what you're talking about, and I can't get onto Instagram. So I don't know what this girl's talking about. What she's not talking about because guess what? It has no effect in my life. Because I don't know, but you have to do something about it. I'm like, no, they have to get off Instagram. Just do something about the girl that's on Instagram. You gotta get off Instagram. I have no idea. I remember the whole thing broke when I spoke and people were writing things about that whole tissue speech and I didn't know anything about it. People came over to me, you know what they wrote? I'm like, no. It's a schmuck to live in this world of flip phones. You don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah, but the human being used his brain, technology. We created machine guns nuclear warheads, how to shoot a person, blow them up into little pieces. Yeah, we used our chachma for a lot of destructive things. He said, don't use that for something that has no toelas, right? No benefit. It's, it's nothing. If you're doing, if you're creating something for your body, in the end, where does your body it goes to the earth? There's nothing. And all those tithes, lusts, and, and enjoyments that you had your whole life, you can't, you don't keep, you don't hold on to it. 
So you get old, you don't even remember it. Not even a memory. You should know that it, it's that all these things that a person does, it's going to hurt his soul. For that wisdom. Look at how you wasted that wisdom. The Kavidashi talks very, very tough. So he does talk about Gehenim a lot. Okay, that's just the way he writes. He's, uh, he, he lived in that other world. In his head, he was in the other world. She says, in the end, where does it, it get you? It's just going to get you to be in pain in Gehenna. What is it going to get you? They're going to push you away from the holy section. Very, very embarrassed. So therefore, he says the following. I came. I want to give you advice to all the people who are struggling with this and their heart is hard and they want to do the wrong thing. What do you need to do? Interesting, this is written 400 years ago. You need to meditate. Despite of this, he says. Find a place, a quiet place. To, to meditate in a place that's hidden. That you should you should if you should have a lot of hachna. What's hachna? It's hachna in English. Um, it's like to give in. Um, let's see. How do they say it in English? Every person worthy that he humbles his hard heart. Humble, humble. His hard heart. The Amas. In, in other words, you're busy the whole day with all the all the technology and all the buzzing and all that all that stuff going on. You don't really have a chance to think about what you're doing in this world. You, you don't have a chance to think about yourself. What did I do today? What did I gain today? I do that every night before I go to sleep. I'm like, how many people did I help today? How many people did I speak today? Oh my gosh, I didn't help anyone today. I didn't talk to anybody today. What a waste. What a waste of day. Why was I so busy with myself? I was too tired. I was too agitated. Every night before I go to sleep, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do today? How did I use my time? Right? So the, the, the main reason a person doesn't change is because he doesn't think he, doesn't think he has to change. The reason he doesn't think he has to change is because he doesn't think. We're so busy, we don't have time to think. That's his point of this. And start thinking about your days. All the days. I spent so many days, right? I'm Baruch Hashem. I'm over 60 years old. So that's already, Hashem should give me till 120. I'm past the half life for sure. At 60, if you're going to live till 120, who lives till 120, right? So, so you have to start thinking, you know, I, I, I played a lot of ball when I was younger, did a lot of things, what do I have from it? Yes, you have to play ball for exercise, but I'm, I'm talking about past the exercise point. What do you have from it? Nothing. If nothing. So like from age 1 to 20, how many people did you have? What did you do? with it? And people think they're going to live forever. You, you, we're gonna, you, you don't know when a person is going to leave this world. You know, who knows? Someone just... Really, someone you know. Sometimes when they say someone died, uh, aneurysm. I know, a, I know a boy that really had an aneurysm. He had a very bad headache, and he didn't feel well. 
and he um, and he told his he told his roommate never did drugs never did anything very clean had a very good job and he went into the kitchen and he collapsed and he was 24 years old and his brain he had an aneurysm in his brain and and so who knows how does a person know how long they're going to live so imagine if someone told you that today was the last day of your life would you be on the phone for eight hours would you watch a movie which you know is not real and that's it you're going to watch like straight movies till you die like the whole day you, you would go out there and you'd be like oh my gosh I, you know I, I got to do something with my life I got to go visit people I don't know I'm going to go, go hug my hug my family I'm going to whatever so person never knows but as you get older you, you, and you look back he says the days that passed what he got from it Pray that every day that you that passes puts you a day closer to the day you're gonna die. Every day you're older, closer to the day that you die. He says it just comes like a like an eagle in a moment. And the minute the person dies, they take the soul right away to, to, to Bezdin. And nothing gets pushed aside. When it comes to the Yemadin. When it comes to the, the day of, of, of when we have to give Din Bechazman. And every heart knows in the bitterness of its soul. What it rebelled against God. And, and how, how you angered. When you were young, when you were old. Sometimes you did things in public, and sometimes you did things in your room in private. But there is no private in front of God. When it comes to Din, all these angels get up and they say witness. They say Yom, they say the day, they say Shah, they say the hour. They say the place. So it's, it's all filmed. He says, I found that it's safe for Isis to Kiva. Kiyesh Malach Echad, listen to this. There's an angel, Oymed Samach Rikia Harisha, who stands at the first Rikia. There are seven Rikia, seven heavens. The first heaven, Veroy Maizhashimani Adam, he sees what we all do. And he screams to the Malachim in the next Rikia what we did. And that Malach screams it all the way up to the Parechas, to the curtain in front of Hashem. When he repeats all the sins at the end of the day that all the human beings did, where he's saying it from, all the Malachim run away. Because they were going to say Shira, but now it's Tameh. So with this Malach is saying over all the sins, that place that he's saying it becomes Tameh. So all the Malachim that were going to sing Shira, they have to go do Tefillah. There's a, there's a river there's a river in Shemayim called the Nahir. It's a river made out of fire. So the mikvah in Shemayim, something needs to be purified. They go into this din, Dinhar. It's a river called Dinhar, made out of fire. So they all got to go, and they all got to go to the mikvah, to this mikvah. So the, so the Kabbalah Yosha says, I don't understand. Kabbalah if in the place that they hear about the sin, the Malachim have to run away. And this is not where the sin is done. This is just where the sin is reported. 
The place that you do the sin is surely Tomei. The person himself who did the Avera, how Tomei is he? The place that the Malachim say there was an Avera, they have to be, they have to, they have to be retired. So imagine the person who does the Avera. He says, but, because he always does this for us, don't get, so you say, okay, forget it. <laughs> I'm done. If the place that they report my sin is Tamei, like everyone has to leave, I have no chance. Don't give up hope. Vitally, uh, I'm in trouble. Any trufa, there's no medicine. I'm, not, I'm done. No. He says like this, Adarava, the opposite. Think. The God of the world is a, a melech of pity. Hashem's hands are cupped in order to be makabal tshuva. His, his, um, no, his hands and his palms. And surely he wants to, do, he wants to accept tshuva from when you go into a corner and you start thinking about it, Hashem will help you, will help you not do it again. Hashem will be with you. Anyone who comes for help, God helps him. But you got if you don't sit and think about what you did. Then you're not going to ask for help. Don't start saying this is an easy avera. This is a hard avera. I'm not worried about this avera. I'm going to only worry about that avera because you have to do tshuva on anything. We don't know what's big and what's what's small. You have to know that if you don't ask for mechila, God's not going to let you get away even with something small. He says a very ridiculous story from a very holy sefer, very kabbalistic, called the Rechev Eliyahu, the wagon, the chariot of Eliyahu. That's the name of the sefer. Mashir Isha'ach has a story in his day. There was a woman, she was sitting a bunch of, amongst, a bunch, uh, amongst a bunch of ladies. And one of the ladies was talking to another lady and said, you know what? We got to be careful. We not to talk Russian hara and to behave. Because one day we're going to stand in front of Hashem, and we're going to have to give a din So we better be very careful how we behave. So one of the ladies made a joke. And she said as a joke, "Don't worry. When I will come after I die." To the court in heaven, you shall see Lama You're going to say to me, "Why did you do this, Avera?" ask me, I'm going to make believe I'm deaf, so I'm not going to answer them. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to make I'm deaf. I'm not going to have to answer. It was just a few days later. She became deaf till the day she died. It says, therefore. You should know that when you open your mouth, what you say goes up to Shemayim and they take it serious. That's why it says you should never open your mouth to the. 
powerful, very powerful mouth. So she was making a joke. When I come to Beth, they're going to ask me questions. I'm going to make like I don't hear. Hashem made her deaf. She made a joke. She didn't. It says tzaych, but she made a joke. Hashem said, "You make a joke. It's going to come true now." She didn't think that she could get away with that. She's making a joke. Like, when I get there, I'll make myself deaf. I should say, really? You're deaf. Here's the Gemara. The Gemara says that if a person claims he's blind or claims he can't walk and things like that, the Mishnah, then in the end, before he dies, he will become that. You have to be very careful. That's why um, the Europeans, I remember when, whenever there was a wheelchair in Shul, and I was a little teeny, a little kid, I wanted to sit, just sit in it, right? My father would go crazy. It's it's, it's not Ayn Har, but it's that, it's that idea. If you sit in a wheelchair, you'll end up in a wheelchair. You're not allowed to say you're poor if, you, if you're not poor. Because you'll end up, that's what the mission says, you're going to end up being very poor. It doesn't work the other way, that's the problem. <laughs> you say you're very rich, it doesn't mean you're going to become very rich. It just goes down the other way. We say that, we say that, in, uh, and I in Kriyashma Lamita. <coughs> but you got to say that. You have to be careful what comes out of your mouth. Mouth, mouth is, is the godliness part of a human being. What makes us more than an animal is just speech. Everything else is the same. We reproduce, we eat, we drink, we sleep. Only difference, we see, we hear, only difference is mouth. And once you have a mouth, there's language. But that's the only difference that we have. Some people say, no, I'm partying, I'm having a great time. I have nothing to worry about. He says, just the opposite. If you're having a great time, you have something to worry about. Because God is paying you back all the mitzvahs that you did on this world. So that's not good. And then he says something I do not understand. If you knew, how many shadim, from the other side, that dwell in a revius, a small amount, a couple of ounces of blood in the heart of a human, you would definitely not do a barrier, you would definitely do a lot more mitzvahs. I don't know how shade live in a person's blood. I don't, I, I'm not going to try to figure it out, but that's what he says. Good Zion. Doesn't, doesn't explain it. And therefore, I'll tell you a fascinating story. Therefore, he says like this. In Eicha, it says, Getting up, brand new, many are your believers. We say, When a person gets up in the morning, he becomes a new creation. Because you're sort of dead when you sleep. The reason you're getting up is in order to do Tayyar Mitzvah the minute you wake up you should think about you should picture in your, in your seichel, in your mind how the Jews were when they, got, when they stood in front of Harsinai the day they got the Torah right? that, that <laughs> the world was shaking the shayfa and everything else that was going on so now that you're getting up to a new day of Torah yeah, it's hard to be on that level. I'll tell you a story about this. 
And he says that you don't have to wash your hands or anything. More that, hey, that's the first thing you say. Well, that is the next little kind of kayak. So that you trust you come right with yourself. I, 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 I thank you, everlasting king, that you gave me back my soul. With love, many are your believers. Then you go to the bathroom, wash your hands, and go to bed again. When you do those, give you the all holy to sit there. You should know at night, we're going to order Sitra Kapmala. At night is the, is the time for the dark side. All the shaving, the zikin, all the bad guys are out there at night. Huh? They're all, there, they're all out there at night. Now, Ubi Yaiser, Hamakatrim Anasim Mechatom, Shamshtabi Adam, that all the sins of the people that night are in the Oilabavira, they're in the air. And now you get up in the morning, this is very fascinating. You get up in the morning, you're walking into that world. Zayah says, and Dafkuf Tadik, Yesh Lachish, you gotta worry. When you go to shul, the 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 chitzayim, all these devils, evil things, are gonna hook on to you. Because you're running to go to shul. He says, therefore, it says in the Zayah, when you leave your house on the left side, there is a very bad angel. Well, all of It's on the on the on the door sits a sin, a, a malach of bad. But the mezuzah, for a message of shchinasa kedisha, that is, that the mezuzah that's on that represents God, is on the right side. As it says, right. So on that mezuzah, where does it say Shaddai, Hashem's name? says, a person would not be able to leave his house. Because on the left side is all the all the all the bad stuff. Right? Like we said, the Pesach he says, the reason that you have the power is because on the right side, which is fighting the left side, you have this mezuzah that says Shakai on it. And therefore, that's what gives you the power to leave your house. So that's, that's why we kiss the mezuzah. Every time we leave or come into a room, we kiss the mezuzah. Because on the opposite side of the mezuzah is the bad side. And when you put your hand on the mezuzah, when you leave your house in the morning, right? You should say, Creator of the world, have pity on me. To protect me from the Yetzirah, Bechol Kadilei, and his whole gang, Amen. And then you should say, Kriyashma, Joshma Yisrael, and Tuktil Bisharecha, Ba'az, Yumalei, that way, that day, you will be saved from any sins or any damage. So again, you leave your house in the morning, put your hand on the mezuzah, kiss it, say, Please have pity on me to protect me from the Yetzirah and his whole Chevron. Say Kriyashma until Uvisharecha, the short part, just Rahafta, and then go to work. I do it every morning. I learned this a long time ago. I do this every morning. You hear what's going on here? If you take the word Yetzirah, Yud Tzadik Reish, 
So Yud is Yud Bav Dalid. Tzadhi is Tzadik Dalid Yud. And Reish is Reish Yud Shin. If you take the last letter of all these, of Yetzer, it's Bel Shakai. Reish is the Shin, which is Shin. Tzadhi is a Yud, and then Yud is a Dalid. So it's very important when you leave the house in the morning that you put your hand on the mezuzah on the right side. You say this little tefillah, Hashem protect me from the Yetzirah and his whole chevra. And you say Kriyashma until Uvisharecha. And then you can go on your way. What's my story with Modani? My story with Modani is like this beautiful story. Very important story. So that's Kavayosha Aleph. Kavayosha Bez, I don't know if we're going to have time to learn it tonight. It really talks about Shavimim and about you watching what you look at. And that the, there's a malach, if you look at the wrong things, he comes into your grave, he pulls out your eyes. It's a whole crazy. It's very scary. Bez is very scary. For Shavimim. So we'll, it's a should do that next time. But I'll tell you the story with uh, Modani and then we'll learn a little bit. Um, Tom and Devara. So, I heard the story a long time ago. It's an important story. There was a little boy in the old days. He used to have newspaper delivery boys. Not like today where you go to the store and you have all the newspapers and they used to, there was no way. There was no store selling newspapers. You would have a, bicycle, a boy in the morning at 4.30 in the morning, you'd have a bicycle. You'd have two baskets on the side, a basket in the front. We had this in Muncie. They got like a penny a week or a nickel a week, nothing. And they would they would drive their bicycles full of newspapers and they would throw it at the door and then it would hit the door and then land on the on the floor. And the people were getting up four thirty five o'clock to have a coffee. They would open the door and that newspaper boy, that's he delivered all the all the papers to everybody. That was it. Then later on the cars used to come at four thirty in the morning and throw. But in the old days it was a, it was a kid. That's how they made money. Very little they made but they worked. In those days they used to work very hard. Anyway, so there was this little boy and every day at 4.30, he would deliver newspapers. He happened to live in the capital of this country. And every single day, he would deliver newspapers to all the people. In fact, there was, was a famous picture. I don't know what team he was from. But he wrote that his... They asked him that he, he was... Who was Sandy Koufax? I'm not sure who it was. That he was like one of the best pitchers. And he said that he realized that he had a good arm when he was a newspaper boy. He would be able to fire that, that thing, Mamish hit exactly where he wanted to hit. So as he grew up, he was able to throw with his right hand that, so he started throwing a hard ball. So his whole thing came from being a newspaper boy. But anyway, so this kid used to come, and, and, and he, was in, he was in the capital, he was in the capital city, so he, um, he delivered to the king. The king used to sit in his garden, and the kid would drive by, quarter, 4.30, 5, 5 o'clock in the morning, and he would get off his bicycle and give the king the, the newspaper. And um, he would always thank the king every morning. He would say, like, this, you're the most wonderful country. I love my school. I love my class. I'm, having, I'm on a baseball team. You're such a good king, whatever it is. The king said, okay, have a good day. Nice little boy, whatever it was. Anyway, they had this relationship every morning. Every single morning. It was quiet. king was having his coffee. Nobody was bothering him. It was very, very early. They had this relationship. Anyway, his father, the boy's father, was a farmer who sold potatoes. That was how he made a living. At the same time, the prime minister of the country, under the king, the guy under the king, also had a potato, a lot of potato farms, a lot. He was a very wealthy man. And he called this boy to come meet with, this boy's father to meet with him. And he told the boy's father, listen, 
You're selling your potatoes for half the price of that I'm selling. That's got to stop, because if you don't stop it, I'm the Prime Minister, I'm going to stop it. So, you're going to have to stop this. And he said, I can't. I sell my potatoes to the poor people. And they, don't, they can't afford your prices, whatever it is. I'm just telling you that I'm warning you, that if you don't, if you don't lower your prices, something's going to happen. The kid didn't know anything about this. Anyway, he didn't lower his prices. So the Prime Minister decided, I'm getting rid of this. He didn't know anything about the kid in the newspaper or anything. I'm getting rid of this guy. So he made up a whole story and he told the police that this kid's father was starting a rebellion against the king, whatever it is. In those days, there was no big court case, whatever it was. They arrested him and they, they put him into like the biggest dungeon in the, in the country. And there was this poor kid. So the cop police arrested his father. He didn't know what was going on. His father was arrested, but his father wasn't worried because his father was very, very, very close friends with the Minister of Agriculture. And he figured, listen, this is stupid, this whole thing, it's a setup. He knew who set it up. So he told this guy, his friend, he called me, he says, I'm not a rebel, go to the king and tell him this whole thing is ridiculous. You're very close to the king, you're a minister. Get me out of here. He says, no problem, I'll have you out of here in an hour. Okay. He goes, he goes to the castle. Prime Minister sitting there in front of the king's room. This minister doesn't know who's behind the whole thing. He says to the Prime Minister, listen, there's a guy in jail, he's my friend, he tells him who it is, right? He was behind the whole thing. And I need to see the king, uh, the whole thing is ridiculous, he's not, he's not a rebel, whatever it is. Prime Minister says, you know, I really would love to help you, I really would, but um, we got a problem, you see, we're, we're going to war. And for the next three months, the king cannot be bothered with anything. We're preparing for a huge war, I'm sorry. Come back in three months. Of course, in three months, his father's dead. He doesn't have anything to eat there. The minister goes back and says, you know, they're going to war. I, I got a problem. I can't get to the king. I can't get to the king. The guy says, okay, don't worry about it. His other best friend is the lawyer who plays golf with the king. The king's definitely playing golf. He says, do me a favor. Go, you know, like, or whatever. I don't, want to <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble with politics. Anyway, so he says, go, go to the king. Go to the king. And get me out of here, the whole thing, the whole rebellion, it's, it's, it's baloney, it's bluff, it doesn't make any sense. So he, go, he comes, the Prime Minister sitting there, same situation, what are you doing, I'm coming to him, he says, ah, I wish I could help you, but for the next three months, the kid no can do. Comes back to the, to, the, to the father, he says to him, I can't get you out, now the father's in trouble, there's no food, there's no water, three months he's dead. Next morning, little boy comes driving by, gets off his, his bicycle, hands the king the newspaper. No, thank you, have a good day, you're amazing, whatever it is. He's like, here, this is for you. Very bad mood. Turns around, starts getting back on his bicycle. He says, no, 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 the king says, no, 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 get off your bicycle, come here. He says, no, 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 I gotta go. He says, no, no, you come here. What's going on? Every morning, the king is great. You're happy, you're smiling, you talk to me. Today, eh, eh, I'm gone. What's going on? He says, listen, the whole reason that you come early in the morning is not to be bothered. I don't want to bother you. He says, but you don't understand. It bothers me that you're not happy. So you're bothering me. Now tell me why you're not happy. He says, I don't know what happened. They took my father from my house and they put him in a dungeon. And they said he's rebelling and it's nonsense. And, and my father's dying. He says, what are you talking about? Who, what, that, that, that. Anyway, make a long story short. King goes to the prison. Everyone's like, what's the king doing in the prison? Takes the kid's father out. Freeze him, says the whole thing's ridiculous, you're free, whatever it is. He says, well, aren't you going to war? What war? No, you're talking about is it? What, war, I'm not going to war, I know what you're talking about. Okay, anyway. So the father has to make a suit. They say, no, 
he just gets saved, right? So he has to make a Shudu Seidah. So he makes this huge Shudu Seidah. Invites everybody. First guy there, Minister of Agriculture. Walks in, he's very curious who has more power than him. He walks in, says to the father, there's someone, there's a minister that you went to that, that got you out that's closer than me? Like, give him up, I gotta know what's going on over here. He says, no, it's not a minister. You see my little boy there, my little seven year, eight year old boy sitting there? There's like chocolate ice cream all over him. He got me out. The minister says, listen, if you don't want to tell me who it is, tell me you don't want to tell me who it is. That little rutzen, the little thing over there, he didn't get you out. What does he have to do with the king? He says, you're not going to, he says, I don't want to hear about it. You're lying to me, I need to know who it is. Okay, in walks the lawyer. How'd you get out? There's a lawyer, another, some other guy plays it. He says, same story, he doesn't believe him. He's like, what do you mean you little kid, whatever it is. So they're, they're like, you're a liar, you don't want to tell us. Okay, don't tell us. And they're talking about Shahara already, the whole got some ISIS, and all of a sudden the king walks in. King walks in, runs over to the little kid, picks him up, gives him a hug. Now you're happy? We're back to the way it was? The kid's like, yeah, everything's good, my father's home, I love you. The lawyer's looking at him, the other guy's looking at him like, oh my God, this, these two have a relationship over here. Like, it's true, he didn't lie to us, right? What's going on? What, what's the story? What's the muscle? What's the nimshal? A whole day long, we ask Hashem for things. I want this, I want even not two, I need this, Rafaino, this, that, that, this, this, that. The first thing when you open your eyes in the morning, you have to be the newspaper boy. I don't want nothing. In Moda'ani, you're not asking for anything. I don't want life, I don't want food, I don't want a panasa, I don't want to do well in school. Thank you very much for letting me be on my team and my school and my, and like the little boy. Thank you very much for giving me back my soul because now I have the potential to do anything that I need to do. And therefore, you don't have to wash your hands, you don't have to wash your mouth, you don't even have to have your yarmulke on your head when you say modani. If you say modani l'fanecha, you're the newspaper boy. You're not asking Hashem for anything. You're just thanking Him that I have a new day. You're the little boy. That's your relationship. No, not, not from learning a relationship, not from diving a relationship, not from doing mitzvahs relationship, just from getting up in the morning and saying, you're the man. God, you're it. You gave me back my life. I don't want nothing. In Moda'ani, there was no request for anything. Shikazat to be Nishmati, thanking him. The Chemla was love. We are, there are a lot of us out here. There are a lot of us that believe in you. That's it. Goodbye. Have a good day. What's the Kayach? What's the Kayach? What's the secret? Satan doesn't like when I tell this story. Doesn't like when I tell any story, but this one he really doesn't like. What's the secret? Sivas Azoy. Say you had a, a bad day yesterday. You had a bad day in business. Someone's sick. You're going through a very big struggle. And you get up in the morning, you just can't have that modani. It's just not like, modani, thank you, Hashem, you're the man, this is amazing, I'm up. Because really, big tzaddik, I'm not supposed to wake up in the morning. I'm up, I can do anything, I can do, put a tefillin, I can do a mitzvah, I can, I can say, baruchat Hashem, I can bless you, I can make someone smile, I, I can give my kids a hug, I can learn a word of Torah, I can put on tefillin, I can put on tzitzit. What? What? You're the, you're the man. But you had a very hard day, you don't feel so good. And you're like, Okay. Hashem's like, what's going on? Why aren't you happy? No, 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 I don't want to ask you for anything. I just woke up. No, no, you don't understand. Every morning, you're, you're my simcha. 
you're the guy that gets up in the morning, doesn't ask me for anything. Everyone gets up in the morning, I want to have a good day, I want that, I want that, that uh, what's it called? I want that customer to go away, I want that court case to go away, I want this customer to come through, I want to get the loan, I want to, eh, everybody has, for Shalema, you get up every morning, you don't say nothing, you just say, I love you, Hashem, thank you very much, have a good day, see you later. So when you don't say that with that simcha, I come down with my malach, I'm like, what's doing with Yankel over here? What's doing with Yanka? Why aren't you happy? No, I said, I don't want to bother you. It's more than I don't want to ask you anything. I know, but it bothers me that that you're not happy. I want you tomorrow morning when you say Modani to have the same kid back. So it's a secret. It's a it's a what's the problem in this story? Why couldn't the ministers get to the king? He's his golf partner. He's his he's his minister of, of agriculture. Many times it's a deacon that we go to. And the Gedolim, and even of our Tzvila, we know that the walls in Shemayim of Tzvila are closed. Only Shari Demar, only if you cry, right? But they're closed, so we go to Tzadikim, and many times we go to Tzadikim for brachas, right? We go for brachas, we go for things, and it doesn't seem to work, because the Prime Minister, so to say, is the Satan. And the Satan sits there, and he doesn't let, all the, all the Swarim say this, and he doesn't let our Swarim go through, our, 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 our Tzvilos, Go through. So they're all banging up there, they're all banging up there, but they don't go, they're not going through. The morning is not there. Now, this is the way around him. You're going directly to Hashem. This is the way around him. You're just saying, you're the little boy. The little boy, little boy never went into the castle. He never went into the palace. He doesn't know any ministers. He himself has a relationship with the king. So you get around, and yes, we, of course, we go to Gedalim and we need mitzvah, we need, and, and many of them have that kaya. But sometimes the Sultan is so mikatrig, right, that, that, that even they can't get to the king. There is such a thing, that they can't get to the king. But you can always get to the king. But you have to have a relationship with the king. And every single morning, you're like, Hashem, I love you, and thank you for everything. I'm not asking you for nothing. I don't want nothing. You're the man, you're, you're it, that's it, finished. Have a good day. So you have a relationship with him, you, you circumvent the Satan. He can't block that. That's a relationship he can't block. It's not a Tzila relationship. It's a, it's a relationship based on you and HaKadosh Baruch And that's why, and, and you see this from the Kabayasha, first Kabayasha, the most important Tzila. So that's how you wake up in the morning. This story just puts it into, puts it into proportion. Everyone has that Koyach. You say, Rabbi, I can't concentrate. I'm ADD, I'm ADHD. I, I go to shul, I'm nervous, I can't pray. But no one, you know, it's 13 seconds. It's, I think, 13 seconds, Modani. If it's that long. Modani, Lefenech, you can time it. 13 words. I don't know if it's 13 seconds. Probably 6 seconds. Six seconds. Six seconds. Who, what? Six seconds. If you say it. And you translate it. It's, it's a different it's a different waking up it's a different and you can't do it every day because you, you know, your head's not there every day so in Shemayim you're like well, what happened to Yankel today why is he so depressed oh this happened okay we have to fix it we want him back tomorrow morning the way he was much bigger than it sounds okay everyone got that it's a good story no it's called the newspaper boy story alright let's end tonight with um Toma Devoro. I want you to know whoever's watching this, that if any safer, except, I mean, the Kabyosha stopped the gambling, so that's, Kabyosha was huge. 
but uh, the Kaliyashi can break an addiction. But I have to tell you that of any safer that has changed my life in the shortest span of time, the shortest span of time is Talmud Devarah. I was hurt by someone very, very close. Um, and it didn't make any sense. There was a very famous story. There was this very big tzaddik. And he was the rub of a shul. And they, this man got up in the shul and embarrassed him like nobody was ever embarrassed before in the world. He just got up and embarrassed this rabbi in front of everyone. The rabbi went, went, went down to him, went over to him and says, I don't understand. So this man said, what don't you understand? He said, why would you embarrass me like this? I never did you a favor. Some cipher? Never did you a favor. Because the person you do a favor, he's going to hurt you. I never, I never did you a favor. Why are you hurting me? Right, so I went through something like this. This guy hurt me and I could not come out of it. With all my shirim and work on myself and everything, at 61 years old, I could not be Michael I could not stop talking about it. I could not get that fire and I thought I had, I thought I had the ability to control it. Out of control. I just, he just hurt me in such a way for no reason. I, I couldn't get past it. I went there to Israel. And I went to a very big tzaddik. And I said to him, I can't let it go. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I, I, it took over me. And I thought I had, you know, my, my, my anger I worked on my whole life. Letting things go I worked on my whole life. And I'm 61 years old. I should be a little bit more perfected. I hate him to the core of my soul for what he did. I can't get it out of my system. And the Rav said, you need to learn Toma Devara. And if you learn Toma Devara, you will get it out of your system. And I'm like, okay. I, don't, I didn't believe it. Like, okay. Anyway, I learned the 13 attributes of Toma Devara. It can't hurt me anymore. I let it go. It means nothing, just the opposite. I'm following the Toma Devara and I'm helping people that are hurting me. Just the opposite. Something that, that I never did. But I, you, don't have to, you don't have to be angry at them, but you don't have to help them. This is a game changer. It is so deep. It is so amazing because the basis of the, thir- of the 13th attribute of, of Toma Devara is that if you forgive, you force Hashem to forgive. And that's amazing. In other words, whatever me that you're able to accomplish, you can say to Hashem, I did it, so you have to do it. Sort of what Rachli Menu did with the whole story with... Okay, so... What? Right, but it's not, it's not only going in his way, you're forcing him to go in your way. Can you give me a chumash for a minute? Chumash for there's one there. Amazing. And I, I said over this Matzah Shabbos, something that came to me, I told everyone when I said it, I, I didn't see it in a safer, but to me, it made crazy sense. So, 
Okay, let, let's just look, look inside for two seconds and then I'll tell you. So this is what he writes. By the way, this is a Sefer in English on the Talmud devoted just the 13 attributes because the rest of it is so deep they can't, they, can't, they can't translate it. He says the following. As we approach the content of this holy Sefer, we prepare ourselves to discover the highest level of interpersonal relations. Through it, we transform our judgmental feelings into mercy. Thereby, we awaken the mercy in heaven, drawing an awesome flow of blessing upon the Jewish people. In other words, if you're able to do that, to emulate the Creator, then you can force the Creator to... Yeah. We have within our souls a portion of godliness from above. Therefore, we also have the power to cling to Hashem's attributes and carry into practice everything described in this book. Okay? Alright. Now. A person might think that only those who are naturally inclined towards forgiveness are, are capable of this. We might be scared by the thought of how much investment of energy it takes to achieve these ideals. However, when we know that this is our obligation, that we have the potential and ability to achieve it, and how much merit awaits us for doing it, it will be much easier for us to approach the task of feeling of happiness. What, what helped me get here is that knowing that if I could, if I could conquer this, I'm godly. I'm, I'm doing an attribute of Hashem. And if I can conquer this, I can ask Hashem to, con- to, to treat the Jewish nation that way. And that's, that's huge. Okay, that's very huge. All right, so let's do the Hagdama. A person is, is a, has the ability to, to resemble his creator. He says, but to be the body and not have the soul is, is, is a waste. Therefore, we should learn these 13 midos of Hashem and try to emulate them. Okay, so the first one, and we spoke about this, I spoke about this last week, not in this year. Um, the first one is very simple. The first one is that God gives you, the perfect example is, a guy comes to me and says, can I borrow $1,000? $1,000? I need $1,000 right now. I don't really have $1,000. But you know what I'm going to do? The bank's open, I have five minutes left, I'm going to run to the bank before the bank closes, Pouring, I'm going to get soaked. I'm going to take out a thousand dollars. I really, it's my mom's my last penny, but I'm going to do you the favor. So, can, can you imagine that? You ran to the bank, it's three o'clock, you have to be there. It's two minutes to three, you're driving, you're going, you, you, there's a guy, you're going to get a ticket, even ah, you get the thousand dollars, you give it to the guy. Two days later, you get a, le- a lawyer's letter that your neighbor who you lent the money to, you made yourself crazy to help him. He took the $1,000 to hire a lawyer to sue you that you're on his property. Can anyone imagine something like that? You, you made yourself crazy to give him $1,000. Why do you use $1,000 to go after you, to sue you? Could you forgive him? You crazy? You took my money and used it to sue me? Are you nuts? Right? You're crazy. Every single day, Every single day, that's what we do. We get up, Hashem gives us life. And then we take the, the eyes, He gives us eyes to see, right? Beautiful eyes, colors, right? And then we look at girls. So I, get, I gave you the money, I gave you the eyes, and now you're using it to sue me? To look at things you shouldn't? 
You're looking at things by accident? Not because I hate him, because I, it's not hard. He doesn't, he doesn't hate the guy. He needs, he needs to sue him. He, he, wants his, he wants those 10 feet of, of land back. I will never sue someone from my own property to get him off his property. Why not? Because that's messed up. Okay, it's not messed up if it's your property and he's on it. Not messed up. He's on your property. So Hashem gives you life. Hashem gives you life, right? And then you take that life to sin against him. So, so, okay, so he can take it back. God could kill you on the spot, right? He could take it back. He says, no, I'm not taking it back. Let him keep doing it. Let him keep doing it. Let him keep doing it. Sooner or later, he's going to stop. He's going to do what he's supposed to do. That's a very, that's a big attribute. That's, that's the first attribute. Me, Kel Kamaycha. Who is like you? That's the first attribute. He brings a story here of a, of a, of a, one of these apartment buildings. And in the back, they want to make a Sheva Ruffus, Right? But they need they, they so but the neighbor on the ground floor is this old woman and husband husband and wife old husband and wife and um, they they need an outlet so they go they go down to these two guys and they say listen tonight we're making share brothers we have live music we need amplifiers can we use your outlet and they're like someone gave you permission like you you're making a share brothers in the backyard of the apartment building yeah okay he says okay you know what so. They come at, at 6 o'clock, they plug the stuff in the old people's alley, they gave permission, right? They told them to be finished at 10. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, music's blaring, 12 o'clock. So the old man walks in and says, listen, you're using my electricity to keep me up. Close, like, finish. finish. Oh yeah, okay, five more minutes, Chabrach is over. It doesn't finish. So his wife says to him, pull the plug because then they don't have any more amplifiers and we can go to sleep and he says okay well let me just see what they're doing and he goes outside and when he wanted to pull the plug is when they're dancing with the chassan he's like oh pull the plug they're just now in the middle of dancing with the chassan in the middle. after the whole show they dance he's like I pull it they're in the middle of dancing with the chassan he goes back into his wife he goes no did you pull the plug he goes no she goes I'll pull the plug he says, no, don't pull the dancing with the chassan. She says, well, a person does that? If you have that meeting, you do that? And in Shemayim, all the malachim were saying, like, this guy's doing our various with your life. Pull the plug. She's like, I can't pull the plug. This guy gave the electricity to keep him up, and he's not pulling the plug. You want me to pull the plug? He says, this guy, by not pulling the plug, gives a clear in Shemayim for Hashem to answer all of my katrigim that are talking against Klai Yisrael, that no, this guy's not pulling the plug, I'm not pulling the plug. That's the koyach of this, of this first attribute. That's the, that's the koyach of Mikkel Kamaycha. So, as I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do them all tonight, we'll do number two the next time that we learn, right? And as I kept learning this, it's amazing. Because the last attribute, it keeps finding something to find good about the other person. He's a Jew, his parents were good, in the end, the last attribute is where he, he, he used up everything. His parents, his yichus, his eh, whatever, whatever it is. He says, there must have been a time that this guy was a kid, that he did something right. So let, let it go because he did something right. Like, he, he mamish goes to like, you're going to find something to forgive that person. And all 13 attributes. The first attribute is that, yeah, you're giving me life. I'm doing things I'm not supposed to do. So you know what? I will even help someone who's going to sue me. Right? He's hurting me. He's hurting me with my money. 
you're hurting Hashem with his, with his wife. It's the, same, it's the same idea. What I want to say before I said this, I wanted to tell you something. Oh, it wasn't the attribute, it was something else. I'll think of telling you something in here. I forgot what it was. Okay, whatever. Oh, I said it monthly shops. Oh, right, okay. Guys, come on, you're sleeping. We'll, we'll close. How many minutes are we on already? Okay, we're going to finish exactly an hour. Okay, so if you look at Pastor Beratius, when Hashem created us, four minutes, when Hashem created us, He said the following. Hashem created us in His Tzalem. This is what the whole Torah is about. In His image. So we have the power to do godly things, right? And what does it say? Hashem said to the Malachim, let's make the human being in our demus. Our demus is the ability to be godly. We have the ability to be godly. We have the ability to forgive even the person that we're helping hurt us. Right? Okay. And he created us like that. What did he do? He blew, he blew in our nose, right? A neshama. Okay. So I wanted to say like this. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu's name was Moshe. Kimen Amayim Mishisihu. Right? That, that Akash Baruch that, that she named him, it was, it was an Egyptian name. And the whole reason we got out of Mitzrayim was because we didn't have Goyesha names. Shalishanu, right? We didn't change our names. So the one Egyptian name that you're, you're going to keep an Egyptian name is going to be the leader of Paisro? Doesn't make any sense. His name was Tuvia. That he would name Moshe Rabbeinu. Was Tuvia. Why would you use a Goyesha name when the whole schuss of getting out, right? So the answer is, the answer is that Timinamaya Mishisiu had to be part of him that that you put out your hand. Why, she went to get Aiden alive. What did she do? Shavu didn't go alive. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't go alive. Yaakov Avinu didn't go alive. Bachabas Paro, Bishabas Paro went alive. Why? What did she do? What was the big thing she did? She heard a baby crying. She, she knew she couldn't reach him. But she put out her hand anyway. Moshe Rabbeinu had to have that power. So if Hashem would have brought a wind, right? why did you do a miracle? Her hand stretched. Bring a wind, and the baby will come to the seashore, and you'll take him out like a normal person. No, the name had to be I had to, that she had to put out her hand, and it had to stretch. Moshe Rabbeinu had to have that power. And if you look at Kriyas Yamsuf, when he did Kriyas Yamsuf, it says al alayam. He didn't use his stick; he just put his hand out. Where are you putting your hand out? Your hand out is going to split the water. Yeah, her hand was going to reach me. Her hand reached me. My hand's going to split the water. When the water came back, it also says Yachal. Your hand's going to bring all the water back. What's your hand going to do? No, my name's Moshe. I come from the woman who put her hand out when also couldn't do anything, right? But there was a miracle. So Moshe Abenu is going to have that power to do a miracle. That was his whole thing. So when, when Hashem said to Moshe Abenu, um, they, did, they, they made the Egel. And because they made the Egel, I am going to, um, I am not going to forgive them. I'm going to destroy them. Right? And Moshe and, and Moshe Rabbeinu said, if you destroy them, then wipe my name, right? Wipe my name out of 
out of the whole, out of the whole, uh, what's it called? So, right. Now, you have to know that by Moshe Rabbeinu, when it says, when she heard a baby crying, and then she said, she heard a nar, right? So they asked, what do you mean she heard a nar? So the very beautiful answer is that the nar was Aaron. It wasn't Moshe. Moshe was Bocha, but the nar that was Bocha was Aaron. And that's why she said, you never heard that? It's the most, nice, it's the most amazing Torah in the whole Shmos. If you read, if you look at the words, oh, it's the most beautiful about Klaistral, about Klaistral. It says the following. Oh, you, that's right, we didn't have a shit last week. I told it by the girls. Here's what it says. Uh, she saw the teva. She sent out her hand. She opened it up. She saw a little boy. The baby wasn't crying. A nah was crying. Says the Mepharshim, who was the nar? Aaron. How old was Aaron with Moshe? Three. So it was a little three-year-old boy crying because he saw his brother being taken by Egyptian. Right? But she had pity on him. This has to be a Jew. How do you know he was a Jew? Everyone thinks he had a bris milah. Every mitzvah had a bris milah. Since Yosef took over Mitzrayim, everyone had it. How do you know she was? How do you know he was a Jew? He didn't have a yamakon. Just because if a brother, a little three-year-old, is crying about his brother, it's a Jew. Jews cry for Jews. So she knew he was a Jew because a little brother, Mitzrayim, don't cry for Mitzrayim. That was Moshe, right? And it says that when Moshe left by Yigdal Hanar, right? Because he went to see the pain of his brothers, right? Look at the plushie. Again, sorry. I'm going to close my chumash and we're not finishing exactly an hour. Also beautiful. It goes along with this. Yeah, that's a separate thing. That's that he saw Lewis that, that he wondered. No, but what happened? Yeah. He got bigger. They brought him to Basparo. He stopped nursing. They brought him to Basparo. The next passing, it wasn't those days, you just told me that, right? So here it doesn't say, it says, so it seems to be that Moshe grew. Not in age. What is the growth of a Jew? Because he went to see out to his brothers. He went to see their pain. What's the growth of a Jew? The growth of a Jew is when you go out to see your brothers and you go in to see their pain. Zak Moshe Rabbeinu, that's why I said Matzim Shabbos. It's what Kersh Baruch Hu. Macheni Namasifracha. I'm Moshe Rabbeinu. My name comes from the word to me, Namayim Mishisihu. Kersh Baruch Hu. What I represent, if you're not going to forgive the Jews, there's no Moshe. There's no Moshe in your Torah. There's no Moshe in your Torah. There's no, there's no super, you know, feeling the pain of another Jew. Uh, no. If you're not going to let the Jews live, that means that I don't feel the pain of the other Jews, and you're going to wipe them out. There's no Moshe in your Torah. Because Baruch Hu said, Salachti Kivarecha, you're saying good. You're saying good, and therefore I'm forgiving you. So we as people have the power, all of us, to do all 13 attributes of God. In other words, God put in us the ability to forgive someone 
who you're doing a favor for and he's hurting you at the same time, he has that power, God has that power, and therefore he's going to give us that power. And each one of us, when we, and we're going to learn all 13, when we're able to do these things, then we're forcing Shemayim to do it, and you can save the whole Kaisra by forgiving and by letting go and by finding the good and by not unplugging the plug. That's keeping you up at night. We all have that kayak. And that's what Hashem said to the Malachim when He created us. They are created in, with our abilities. The abilities to overcome their, their, the human part that, that they have. And if they do that, they can bring Mashiach. And if we say Modani every morning, with a, tomorrow morning with a zest, and like, thank you so much. Your wife you know, might be thinking, like, why, are you, why are you jumping out of bed like that? Why are you so happy? Right? What have you been doing? Like, what, what did you drink last night before you went to sleep? Right? No. It's like, I want to ship. I want to be there every morning. I want to be the newspaper boy. So that if something is wrong, Akash Baruch is going, going to fix it. Shobi Zechah to see the Gula, the Karayv. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.